Hey there, this is Coach AA, and welcome to the August 29th edition. Over the last eight weeks, I've had, I'd say, four pretty good training weeks and four well, not so good training weeks. Pretty much all of July, I kept trying to make things happen. I kept trying to over-engineer things. Then, I did what I eventually do, which was I stopped trying. I got back to enjoying my training and having fun. Now, this is a lesson I have learned. Well, I guess learned is a strong word because I apparently haven't learned it. This is something I have cited many times before. But hey, let's hope. This time lucky, and it sticks. So, on to the three things for today. Let's start off with the first one called the endless game. You start off unable to run 500 meters or walk up five flights of stairs or maybe even bend down and tie your own shoelace. You run regularly and are now able to run 10 kilometers at a stretch. That's freaking brilliant and unbelievable. Do you now aim for 20 kilometers? What's after 20? 100? 200? Or do you change the game? But doesn't changing the game go against the whole concept of mastery? You can do whatever the heck you want. You can totally change the game. Rules are what you make out of them. And in the game of exercise or fitness or activity, you can keep adding more games and subplots to it. That's how you keep yourself entertained. Of course, with a long-term mastery goal in there because you can come back to games you've played maybe after running 20 kilometers you decide mode is not better you decide to focus on a faster 5k great or you decide mode is better and you want to focus on running an ultra you know 100 miles 200 miles whatever catches your fancy there are no wrong answers well, maybe except one. I don't think the point of the game is to complete the game. I don't think the point of the game is to win the game. The point of the game, I think, is to have fun and keep exploring boundaries. You climb one mountain and you celebrate and then get excited by the next mountain. Fitness can be an infinite game. It is a great vehicle to grow, to push yourself, and also to have a great quality of life, I've found. Don't be in a rush to squat your body weight or deadlift double body weight or whatever, and then think that the game is done. 
Sure, you can, as long as you have some other game to play, but the game doesn't have to end, and that is the best part. The second piece, three quotes, starting by this one by Anne Lamott. Eel Doctorow once said that writing a novel is like driving a car at night. You can see only as far as your headlights, but you can make the whole trip that way. You don't have to see where you're going. You don't have to see your destination or everything you'll pass along the way. You just have to see two or three feet ahead of you. This is right up there with the best advice about writing or life I've ever heard, end quote. If you haven't read Bird by Bird and you're remotely interested in writing, well, definitely recommend it. Because not only is it a witty and humorous book where I find myself laughing out loud quite often, there are so many nuggets of wisdom just scattered throughout. I hope that my mind has somehow clawed onto some of them and will regurgitate them back to me when I need it. The second quote by Stephen Pressfield, that our project has crashed is not a reflection of our worth as human beings. It is just a mistake. It is a problem, and a problem can be solved." End quote. The hard part is framing the problem. If and when we can frame it, it stops being a monster. It stops being an unknown. Now, this is obviously easier said than done, but it is important. This is not a character flaw when we fail at something. You don't need to move to the Himalayas and meditate on your sins and come back wiser. Shit happens. Frame the problem, define it, solve it. The final quote by Berlin Klinkenborg, a book and an author I had never heard about until six months ago and loving his book. Here's the quote. True discipline is remembering and recovering, inventing, if necessary, what interests you. If it doesn't interest you, how could it possibly interest anyone else? A great rule for what to write about, a great rule for what to work on, a great rule for what kind of work I should be doing in my life at my company. Yeah, just so many, so many things come out of this book or this line. And on the larger thing, 
when I discover that there are millions of books and authors that are amazing and I have never heard of them, I used to get annoyed or overwhelmed by it. But now I'm just excited. This is an endless treasure trove that I can dive into for the rest of my life. I will keep discovering new authors, ones I have not heard of, ones that I will wish I had read in my 20s or 30s, but probably was not ready for. And this list is never going to end. And if that's not the best news in the world, I don't know what is. All right, on to the final piece for today. The key ingredient to a great training session. On Thursday, I had one of those training sessions. My brain stayed out of it. I did not struggle to focus, nor did I try to stay in the present moment. I just did. Producing movement quality and grace and precision that was way above my normal. Exploring movements that I do all the time, but from a different focal point, I found myself learning and connecting all with the overwhelming sensation of doing something interesting, of getting something right. This does not happen often, a handful of times a year if I'm lucky. Most often, I find myself trying too hard to make things happen, giving myself a laundry list of instructions, the never-ending list that keeps growing instead of shrinking as I read and analyze more and more. Like Neo from The Matrix, I find myself searching for something, something behind the curtain. It's right over there. If only I can just get to it. That feeling of feeling uh, the barbell fly up that one fateful day as I was doing thrusters with Kelly Starrett. About a year and a half after he had told me that it takes a year and a half for it to click. That feeling of jumping down the track and hitting my first ball for a four. Where did that come from? I'm, I'm, I'm a grafter. I don't do things like that. But because of occasions like these, I know it exists. I've felt it. No thinking. My mind bypasses my brain and its never-ending list of do's and don'ts. It surfaces occasionally at work as well. But as I like to say, and I have said it so many times that I've completely forgotten where I stole this from, 
training is my sandbox for life. The smaller universe of training, I can understand things better here. It takes time, of course. It's not immediate. But once I can understand it here, I can take it over there. Even as I was engrossed and exploring this state of body and mind, having this phenomenal training session, chatter remains. I find myself uh, having these thoughts in my head. You know, when's dinner? And, oh, this feels pretty amazing. Should I be writing something down? And mm, how long has it been? Uh, if it's 30 minutes, it counts as a workout, right? Right, you can cap it, right? And move on. What? Now, normally, there are two outcomes. One, I listen to the stupid chatter. Or two, I yell at myself for having this chatter. Well, today was one of those rare days where there was a, an option three. Instead, I just inhaled and exhaled and went back to what I was doing. It's crazy. After I finished my training session, I spent the next 15 minutes writing thoughts and emotions down in my training journal. Just a great feeling of joy, of amazement, of just going, yep. But they were also crowded by, what are you going to do about it? You know, how do you ensure you always train this way? How do you do this tomorrow? Can you make a routine out of it? Maybe if you do a ritual like this, maybe you stand on one leg and you breathe out through the other nostril and you bang your head five times, can you make this happen every time? Suffice to say, I ruined things by overthinking. I had a great training session. Yes, it would be wonderful if I could do this on demand. But even if it never happens again, I still had an amazing experience. I understand that you know, this is not black or white, that this is not zero or one. While this session that I'm speaking about comes close to a, a nine or a 10 or whatever, there are of course days when there are, my body feels like I am a puppet with half the strings disconnected, or I feel like I have the body of a duck-billed platypus. And, well, it happens. As long as I get out of my own way, as long as I stop trying to over-engineer things. Whatever my mind and body learned from that experience the good thing seems to be my brain hasn't understood it and hopefully doesn't try to process it or meddle with it. And to wrap it up, a question for you. What are you overthinking? Now, don't go crazy and make it large and life-encompassing or something. Find something small. Find something specific. What are you overthinking? And that's that, folks. Thanks for listening. This is Coach AA signing off until next weekend.
拜。